we, we quickly transitioned into a new business venture and had that realization of like, we're not good at tickets. There's nothing about tickets that makes us successful. It's everything else that can be applied anywhere else. This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Kareen Walsh, serial entrepreneur, growth strategist, executive leadership coach, and best-selling author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you align what you love with what you do in order to build that badass life and business you dream of. Welcome, everybody, to another episode on your Badass Journey podcast. Today's guest is Bryce Wilson. I had to have Bryce on today's show because he has had to make a pivot in his business, but also decided to do it in his lifestyle since we hit COVID-19 pandemic and it completely impacted his uh, ticketing rescue business. So Bryce is a 24-year-old founder and CEO of both Ticket Rescue and TRT Virtual, two virtual startup companies that are shaking up their industries. Over the past four years, Bryce has hit a milestone that many young entrepreneurs only dream of. At 22, he was proudly able to call himself the CEO and owner of a million-dollar business, which by 23 became a multi-million dollar business. As a result of a nationwide event cancellation during COVID-19 outbreak, business at Ticket Rescue came to a screeching halt. Bryce quickly pivoted looking for positivity in all of the disruption. And if once you hear this conversation, you'll hear how positive Bryce really is. He is such a genuine soul. And use this opportunity to start a new business venture. His new online startup, TRT Virtual, has generated five figures already in sales. I am not surprised during this first month of publicly offering social media engagement services. Bryce thrives off moments of challenge and change while transitioning and developing his new company during a time of uncertainty. He purchased an RV to live in full time and be on the road. He's now traveling the US as a full-time digital nomad and will continue living the life he desires with no limits per (laughs) use. So I love, I love being able to share Bryce with you for all of you who are looking for inspiration around how you just make your dreams happen, people. Like this is a prime example. And especially being at the age of 24 to have so so much success, but really be so connected with himself to know it is up to him to charter the course of his life and the businesses he chooses to own, but enjoy every single moment along the way. So let's jump into today's conversation. I know you will get something out of it. So don't hesitate to connect with us. Snap a picture of listening to the show and share it. I'm at Kareen Z Walsh. That's K-A-R-E-E-N, the letter Z W A L S H. And if you are new to the show, please go ahead and hit subscribe so that you catch the next episode before you end listening to today's show. 
Thank you so much for joining us. Let's jump into the conversation. Welcome, everybody, to today's episode. I have Bryce Wilson with me. Welcome, Bryce. Thank you. Great to have you on the show today because I know you are on an amazing journey of your own right now. <laughs> and, and I'm excited to share you with listeners because this is an opportunity that not many people take have taken advantage of the time they have right now during um, pandemic, businesses closing or, or career shifts happening or just life in general. Like There's so much fear out there. And I feel like sharing your journey of how you got to where you are today would be really great to share with them. So my first question for you is, prior to, let's say, the pandemic, what got you to build and launch your first business? So I've always been entrepreneurial. I never really... I don't think I ever really recognized it. But I kind of stumbled into a business in college, what was or is Ticket Rescue, and started out as just a very small Twitter page, kind of like, kind of hustling a little bit, similar to the way people will do with with sneakers and, and trading cards and stuff like that. And saw early success with that. Didn't really like the idea of jumping into a corporate job. I was an accounting student and saw all of my classmates getting jobs at, at the big firms, the big accounting firms and working 80 to 100 hours a week. Yeah, And I, I thought, well, that looks like it kind of sucks. So maybe, maybe there's another path. But I stumbled upon a business and saw early success and just kind of continued on that way and ended up loving it, loving the leadership aspect, loving the business aspect, and just continuing on and realizing like, oh, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. This is exactly who I am. What was it that made you realize that it could be a full-fledged business? Because you did it first as like a side hustle while you were in school. And then tell me a little bit about the, the journey of building it out. Like, What was that like? And, and where did you take the business next? Yeah. So I almost think I was a little bit naive. I never... The idea of it not being able to be a business never occurred to me. It was always a legitimate business in my mind. And I think I was lucky enough to see really early success to where I was making money very early on. And it wasn't it wasn't the traditional startup story where somebody's just eating crap for the the first five years and and just grinding, grinding, grinding. We were immediately profitable, immediately making money, and I was able to make a very easy decision of, okay, I'm going to continue this on after college. I don't have to get another job. Love it. So maybe maybe me being naive was a, a worked out in my favor. But as, as far as the journey, I guess it's been around a little over three years now. And it's it was a very... It, it was probably the best transition for me coming out of a an athletics background where I played sports my entire life, played soccer in college. And really up until my last game as a, as a player, the idea of not being an athlete, not having that as my identity never even occurred to me. I never realized like there's going to come a point where I'm not going to be an athlete and it's not going to be my job to work out and, and show up on game day and fuel my body and all that stuff. And I think that entrepreneurship 
although I just kind of stumbled into it, it was such a smooth transition of the new grind for me. Something for you to focus on that you could show up to every day, build a team, have um, common goals, that that type of energy that you got from the athletic yeah. life. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Definitely. I think I think the team the team aspect is a huge part of it as well. Like just constantly being surrounded by people that want you to be better, you want them to be better, you're pushing each other, you're hard on each other, you expect great things and ultimately you're working towards a common goal. I mean, it's 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 a team building and it's not for a championship, but it's for success. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I I also know that you've though hit challenges um, in the last few months. Obviously, the business model you have of buying and and selling tickets that weren't being used to different events, right? Like that's the the part of the model you had. What happened when uh, COVID hit, and like how have you been managing from that point to now? Yeah, so I love that you say challenges because so so many people would would use other language around that, but that's exactly what it was for us. It, I mean, so so you're you're pretty spot on. Essentially, what we do is we purchase tickets from people who can no longer use them. So if you had tickets to a concert and you got sick, instead of just letting them go to waste, you could sell them to us, and then we find somebody to to fill their fill those seats. Another fan makes sure somebody gets to experience that experience. So I want to say it was March twenty first or twenty seventh or something like that. I was very optimistic up until this point of we're going to be fine events are going to continue on they're not going anywhere you know i i i took everything i wanted to hear and threw out everything i didn't want to hear so i was all the it's just the flu it's no big deal mm-hmm. it's just going to pass that's that's what i had in my mind until i could no longer think that so i i was sitting down i was in the bathtub and i'm reading something and it says cdc limits gatherings to no more than 50 people. I'm like, that's not good. And then the next thing I read is the NBA is is shut down indefinitely. And immediately I'm like, wow, this is... If I had to think up the worst possible scenario for my business, yep. this would be it. Like this, this is the worst thing that can happen. And I had the... I had my two minutes of, you know, woe is me, poor me, this sucks... And then immediately shifted into control what you can control. This is just part of the journey. And there's at the end of all of this, we're going to look back on this entire scenario and be like, wow, we are so much better off because of that. Whether it's happier or more financially stable or all of the above. And made it into a glass half full. I mean, I'm a true believer that with every, with every, Failure, if you want to call it that, or setback. There's an equal, an equal opportunity. With darkness, there is light, and just chose to to find the light. And we we had to make some hard decisions. A lot of people took pay cuts. A lot of people left. But ultimately, it's it's been. I wouldn't change it. I I would change the pandemic happening in the world. Right. But the the personal journey that has happened has been amazing. So in that, right? So you had to go through actions of knowing that transactions were no longer going to happen for a while in your business. It was still unknown as to how long that would go for. 
then you decided to embark on a personal journey knowing that you know basically your business is at a standstill when did you decide and what did you decide tell our listeners where where <laughs> your journey to date on uh purchasing or get it you purchased the RV right or you had it i don't remember but you yeah, decided to to not be stationary so <laughs> so let's share a little bit of that with them because i love this that this was also part of your decision process as business slowed down how to take advantage of this time yeah so the, the time frame from so for those of you who don't know we are me my girlfriend and our dog are now traveling the US and and really all of North America eventually in an RV a motorhome a class A RV but the decision of we're going to to do this buy an RV and travel to the point where we actually where it actually happened was probably a matter of a month so i want to say late march we went and we visited some friends that were in an rv and they had been trying to convince us for a while you should do this you should do this this is great and i was like no way i had the idea in my head of trailer parks and what you see on tv and there was no chance you would ever catch me in a motorhome and we went and visited theirs, stepped inside, and they're like, okay, this is really nice. And you're you're sitting on mountain views and everyone's super friendly. And me and Michaela went, we went and grabbed a bag of ice for for drinks. And by the time we were back, we told our friends, hey, yeah, we're gonna do this. We're gonna get an RV too. And they're they're looking at us like you guys are insane. That, that you were gone for, for 15 minutes. What happened before you before you left, you were so opposed to this. And we just shifted quickly by the... So from there, that was probably end of March. From there, we went home. We packed up all of our stuff in our apartment in Denver. In a matter of three days, we just left. We had another month on our lease. We left. We went home, bought an RV, renovated it a little bit. And we're on the road within less than a month. Amazing. That's so awesome. And now you're now your life is on the go. Like <laughs> you can go wherever you want and have the flexibility to do it. Like right now you're podcasting with me from there and able to function. So what have been the the biggest gifts that you've been able to receive during this time? Like during this time. What was your first gener- uh, destination? How have you been showing up in the world since you decided to make this your current lifestyle? Yeah, so we we bought the RV in Florida and knew we wanted to get west. So our first night we stayed in Georgia on a lake and it was beautiful, but there was so many bugs mm-hmm. and it was so muggy. And we were like, all right, let's get to the west coast. You know, we'll 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 do the upper east coast maybe next year, but we wanted to get west. So we we hopped, you know, very quickly all the way to Sedona, where we spent we intended on spending a week there ended up probably spending a little over a month and just got caught in the in the vortex. In the vortex I think that's what totally. you said to me, Kareen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it was just like a, a a spiritual playground where we we just could not leave. It just every week we we intended on leaving, going somewhere new. And we were like, we don't have to leave. There's so right. much more that we want to do. We can stay here. And so we spent a month there and that was amazing. That was I'm telling everybody that I come across, if you haven't been to Sedona, go to Sedona because mm-hmm. it is the, the, the most wonderful place in the world. 
like needs to be on everybody's list. But eventually it got to the point where it was 115 degrees there. And we, we thought that it might be time to leave. So now we have ventured to Durango, Colorado, which it's like 70 degrees all day. Yeah. And that's where we've been for the last week and a half. And we're just like, we don't really have much of an agenda. We, we don't know. We might be gone this weekend. We might stay for another month. We, we have no agenda. We just know we've got our home with us. And wherever we go, our stuff will be there. It'll be yeah. with us. <laughs> so easy. Not having to deal with flights, not having to deal with the hotel stays. Like It's just your, it's, it's, your life goes with you as you travel the US, which is really cool. What was maybe one of the, the lessons learned? Or did you have any awakening moments while you were in Sedona because I know that energy there and the healing that can occur as well. Was there anything memorable from that time? You're right. It's like... It's just a different... I can't even explain it. I feel like you have to experience it, but it's just a different energy. That's that's all I can say. I don't know if there was... I, I feel like it's just been a gradual learning lesson of it's okay to slow down and there's so much to experience. We can have it all. There can be work and play and, and abundance in all areas of life. I think the, the biggest thing throughout all of this, and this is not just related to Sedona or RV or pandemic, but kind of the, the whole has been to be extremely protective over my own energy. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I, I always heard people say, you know, be careful who you surround yourself with and you're the, you're the combination of your five closest friends and, and be careful of consumption and all of these things. But throughout all of this, I've really had an eye-opening experience and realization of, wow, you know, whatever, you, whatever you surround yourself with, you're going to ultimately project back out into your environment. And I think that that's enabled me to block out a lot of negativity, be a little bit more selective with the people I'm surrounding myself with, things like the media and stuff like that that are maybe extremely negative at times, um, being able to block that stuff out. But that's been been, been a really big eye-opener for me. I think those are beautiful lessons and an area of awareness because so much of the inner destruction that can happen is absorbing the things that really bring us down. And um, when you actually take a break from it, and a lot of people have to go through a detox when they take a break from what they think they should be doing or they think they should be consuming and really dial into who they are and how they want to feel it is it you can see it energetically on people's face when they get that right when you've plugged into that side of who you are cuz if i can if i think about myself when i was your age you know a few years out of college and the hustle that i was in and the the kind of pain push i had to put myself through just to kind of survive life if I could unplug, which I would do periodically just to check in with myself, but it was it was never at an extended period of time enough until maybe like my 30s did I get the hang of it. <laughs> so I love that you're aligning yourself with the energy that 
really speaks to who you are so early, not only in your entrepreneurial career, but your life in general, because it will set the tone for how you show up in it all later. How has it been with your relationship? Because I'm curious, you know, now that you guys are in RV, obviously you were living together before, but you weren't working together before, right? Um, we we have always been advisors to each other's businesses. Nice, but not not so working together much closer now in the current moment. And we're also living in I don't know what it is, 120 square feet. <laughs> um, so it's it's had its challenges. I mean, I would like. I'd be lying if I said it didn't. Sure. But I think I think that every environment, every circumstance does. And just things that, you know, we're committed to as a couple and understanding that we're on this journey together and ultimately we want what's best for both of you, both of us. And we're on the same team here. So we're gonna figure it out. We're going to over communicate and and respect each other's feelings and respect each other's personal space and all of those things. So it's been, I mean, it's been it's obviously been a transition, but at the same time, it was it hasn't been as drastic as I would have thought. I mean, sure. I honestly I thought that we were going to have to seriously block out our own personal time and do things on our own just to get away because we are so tight. Mm. But I think we've experienced that living in in such tight quarters in such a small space has pushed us to get out more. So we've yeah. done, I mean, I feel like I've experienced more in the last two months than I had in my entire life. Like we, we have done so many hikes. We've gone to so many monuments. We've been in water. We've jumped off cliffs. We've seen UFOs. We've done so many things. And, <laughs> nice. and it's, I mean, it hasn't even, we haven't really skipped a beat as far as relationship goes. Yeah, and if you're you're listening, you got to follow Bryce on Insta because he has um, drone photos too. Like some of your drone uh, videos where you're like sitting on like one of the rock bridges, and <laughs> I don't know how many feet high you are, man, but it's like part of. I think that was part of Arizona somewhere. Yeah. Um, that and then you have the drone flying over you. My God, it's gorgeous. A, but B, like to, to capture that moment. I mean, it's just so cool. Like it's just really I'm like cool. a little kid with that thing. I've never been like a toy person. Yeah. And now that I I don't know why, I just woke up one morning and it was like, I want to get this. I, I yeah. feel like I feel like this is needed to help document our journey. And I mean, flying it is fun, let alone being able to capture views that you could never even imagine capturing. It's I'm like a, a little kid with it. Yeah, and it, it's really cool to see because then it really puts perspective on um, where you are in the world too. Like yeah. I, that's what I love about drone shots because it's you could always do a selfie in a moment or whatever, but then you're only getting like the arm's length view of the yeah. situation. <laughs> like, so I love that you're doing it too because then I, I, you know, I'm seeing more of the U.S. through your eyes, um, and yeah. the fact that you're taking those photos it's super cool. Yeah. And, and so, are you then? You you are then still running your business and earning right now. Like what's happening? And because I'm sure my listeners are like, how the hell is he funding all this? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so like how does that work? And what you know what's going on there? Because I mean, now what's really been showing up because of the pandemic and everyone being being in isolation and office space not being able to use for so many months. So many people have now clued into what you know online virtual 
business management looks like. But I'm curious what what has been going on for you and where are you earning from these days? Yeah, I, I feel like you already asked this question and I just answered a different question and, and went off on a different, like into a completely different wormhole. So no, I'm glad they, you I'm glad you fine. brought it back here. <laughs> um, no, so so when I had that realization of, you know, this is the ticket business is hell, essentially. There was a very immediately the next day, there was a meeting with my team and we just played stupid idea time. We said tickets are on hold for who knows how long. At the time, we were saying no, no earlier than August. And we're obviously in August and it doesn't look like concerts are happening anytime soon. Um, but at the time, we were saying August. So we said, we've got three, four, five months. Let's build something new. We, we, have, we have all the fundamental things that we need in order to create a successful business. We've got a great team. We've got great leadership. We've got great people in finance. We've got great people in marketing. We have all of these things. We just need an idea. So we went to the drawing board. We threw out a ton of ideas. A lot of them were really, really bad. Uh-huh. And eventually landed on the, the idea of a large-scale media company. That's that's essentially what we wanted to hone in on and reverse engineered that and said, okay, we don't start out being a large-scale media company. We start out with a tight, tight focus on one specific service and we grow from there. So what we what we landed on was the idea of helping people generate leads through Instagram and organic engagement. Essentially, what we're doing is we're learning influencers and personal brands' voice, their message emojis they use, the punctuation they use, everything we can about them in order to take their message and understand that they have a powerful message, but there's only one of them. They can only spread it so far. And us take it and spread it even further and even wider to their ideal client, ideal audience. And we that's where working with Michaela and what a, a an amazing asset to have on my team with her. She kind of allowed us to use use her account and everything she's doing as a, a tester, beta, guinea pig, whatever you want to call it. But we tested that idea on her. She saw really, really good success. And we immediately put it out to our networks and people. And it, it grew pretty quickly um, to the point where we, we actually had to, to put a pause on things and say, Hey, we can't take on any more people. We have to make sure all of our systems are in place and everything's running smoothly and we have the capacity to scale. Um, and now we're finally getting to the point we are where we are, are now able to bring on more people. But we we quickly transitioned into a new business venture and had that realization of like we're not good at tickets. There's nothing about tickets that makes us successful. It's everything else that can be applied anywhere else. It can be applied to any other business. We just need the idea. Yeah, I love that. And I love your approach because you went. You jumped into ideation. You included your team. So it wasn't just this like one directional, we must go this way, which I think is so important for people to hear that when you're inclusive of multiple minds and experience and a business model and say, how else can we apply what we're really good at to generate a new line of revenue or become a different business model? What can we leverage? And then what else do we want to get into? Is just beautiful way of then coming into what ultimately you would like, and then coming down to 
What I heard is that my this is the new term that that I just picked up from one of my tech friends on the West Coast, Bryce. You you might know it already, but um, your most lovable product versus MVP, which most people use when the product space when you're trying to launch a new product or service mm-hmm. is MVP. It's an MLP, most lovable, because then you're okay. thinking about your clients, not yeah. just about what you can put out into the world, which I loved. <laughs> loved hearing that from my friend this past weekend. I had a a nice call with him, but you got into your MLP mode and then you launched it. You tested it. Amazing. It's working. And now you're looking at ways to scale. It's beautiful. All from yeah. your RV in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and, and on top of that, I can't like, I can't say enough about my team. And there have been people that experienced the, the storm and the volatility and fell off and it wasn't for them. And, and that's completely okay. But there has been people who have stayed on and said, hey, we're going to ride this out together. We yeah. believe in you. We believe in this company. We believe in this mission. And we know we're going to be successful. And it wouldn't happen with the, without those people. No, like, of course. The, so the fact that... That is so important though, Bryce. Because some, some leaders start to panic on the financial side of things. And then they just cut their people first because they see that as the largest expense yeah. versus you engaging who you could, right? I'm not saying that that didn't happen to some, but like who were dedicated to you, wanted to, to walk alongside you and make the what's next happen. It's a really critical leadership move that you made during this time that it's, it unfortunately is not common, yeah. which is, is great that that's how you're leading yourself and your business and your team. I, I like that. I like that. Thank you for that, Kareem. Yeah, of course, man. I mean, you're, you're eons ahead, you know, on on how you lead and build your business. So your your team is lucky to have you as a leader because you also lead by example. I'm sure if any of them came to you and said, "Hey, I wanna I wanna do what you're doing, but go to New Zealand and do it. Can we make my role work from doing that?" Like you'll actually be open to the conversation versus just thinking about yourself because you value who's walking alongside you. And I think that's that's really critical to see and know, know that this is just the beginning of your entrepreneurial business life. Like I can't... How many businesses you'll have under your belt by the time you're my age? <laughs> it's just... It's going to be so awesome to see. Yeah, well, <laughs> if these... Uh, you know, if these pandemics keep coming along, I'm going to have a lot because they're... they're... <laughs> They're forcing change. I think you're gonna and uh, that you can create a new methodology where it's like you know how people go into crisis management and they think about all the bad scenarios that would happen and like how to prepare for it. You can just have this as a natural occurrence in your business and call it a pandemic is here. What do we do? <laughs> and maybe you'll come up. You keep coming up with new ideas, even though it might not be happening in the world. You know what? It's 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 kind of twisted. But that was almost the... I don't want to say almost, but there was that thought in my head of, yeah. eh, this kind of sucks, but it's, it, this is going to be fun. Like, yeah. This is a, this will be a good challenge. This is going to be a good test, which I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm crazy, but no, definitely I mean, it was a little bit of that. Well, I mean, so for me, throughout this time, my business has been just as busy. Like I, There was no slowdown for me. Uh, because I am someone that thrives in crisis. Like uh, people would call me to assist them in their crises, right? So my business can easily pivot to assist 
in businesses staying up, um, up and running and moving forward and how to strategically decide on what to do next. And I found that when I was doing my own self-eval during this time, where, where I've seen so many people go into this like, wait to see what happens versus leverage the time you have right now <laughs> attitude, it, it makes a big difference on how you show up every single day. Your life is still happening. So of course you want to step into it. And I love that you just came up with new designs and you're, you're leaning into the explorer in you. Even though it might be uncomfortable or there is unknown, you learned the lesson of you could always be where you were before. Like you could always yeah. go back to your apartment in Denver, live there with your girlfriend, discover how you're going to earn and build a business out of that space. Or you could have, you know, upped it and said, okay, you know what? We're going to do this all from an RV and see what happens. Next, it's going to be like a yacht on the water. Like, I, <laughs> like, Ooh, I, want, I like that. I want to be invited to that one, man. <laughs> I don't know about our RV life for me, but I could definitely swing it on a yacht. <laughs> oh man! All right, I'll let you know when we start that one. But no, I, I mean, I think it goes back to to seeking the opportunity and and think about how much good has come out of all this. How many families are closer? How many relationships are better? Maybe how many relationships broke up because they weren't good for each other? How many new ideas and business ventures and and how is the healthcare system and all of these things like how much better off are we going to yeah. be because people saw this and decided not to dwell on the negative and look for the opportunity and say okay maybe things are slowing down here but how can i improve how can we how can we build how can we do something new how can i make my life or the lives of others better for so for someone who's not sitting in like drastic crisis mode to initiate innovation, what are some of the steps they can go through right now just to check in and think about new opportunities? And I think that that starting the creative process and giving yourself creative outlets is, is massive. For me, journaling is, is like the coolest thing in the world. And mm -hmm. I don't have it as a normal practice, but it's something that I always come back to because it just allows me to to put my thoughts on paper and write and and check in with myself and get things out there and 90% of it is just like absolutely terrible just straight to the trash never think about it again but there comes a flow with it that really yields creativity and i just i mean i don't think i always get called an idea guy but I don't think I have better ideas than anybody. I just have more of them. And a lot of them suck. Like a <laughs> lot of them. A lot of them are things that should never be done. <laughs> never but be <laughs> it's just a muscle that is constantly worked and eventually you get used to it. It becomes normal. So, Love that. so lean into creativity, creative outlet, opening your mind to new experiences, documenting it or sharing it. And, and asking, you know, what could this be, or is there any way to make this better, or um, how can how can I help others enjoy this experience? Right, like that's what creates innovative thinking in the moment, and and I think that's really good guidance for, especially when you're feeling stuck in any way, leaning into creativity, creative outlets. Like for me, I I generally go for walk. And I'm either listening to something that is sparking new thought for me, but the fact that I'm in motion while I'm listening 
some I start to what I call download different ideas of what to do next. I'm I'm actually sitting and we could talk about this off off the air, but there's a whole new business I think I'm gonna launch uh, starting this fall because of that ability to sit in creativity and problem solving and just put it out there. But this idea was something that I actually whiteboarded, Bryce, where I was a, I call it my beautiful mind shit on my large post-its in my <laughs> office. And then I rolled it up and stuck it in my closet because I wasn't ready yet to face this idea. <laughs> and now nice. but now the idea keeps like smacking me in the face. So it's time to, to yeah. you know, see how it can be validated. Yeah. Um, and I, I think those signs come regularly for, for everybody. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. it's like that. Sometimes it's in the form of fear. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times it's in the form of fear, but I feel like most people know if there's a direction that they should be heading in or or taking. And it's just a matter of like releasing whatever it is, the fear or the doubt or any of the, those things and just going for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and stop telling yourself a story. Stop and start stepping into what it could be. Because I think that that is how you break down fear. Fear is just a story you tell yourself. And and I, I talked about this on a former episode too, where it's like, you can easily let that story lead you in the same circle you're in, or you can thank it, thank that fear for showing up and still step forward anyway. And yeah. it really does... Um, it's, it's still your journey to control, which I love. Yeah. So if Bryce, if people want to connect with you and see these beautiful pictures on your, on your tour around the US, where should they connect with you? Follow me on Instagram. I never, uh, I don't know who I am because six months ago, me saying follow me on Instagram. I know. Oh, I might have thrown up a little bit in the process of it. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's Bryce Thrillson, a little play on Wilson there. Nice. Um, But I'm I'm all I'm sharing as much as I possibly can, and it's been amazing. I've connected with so many old friends, so many new friends, people I've. Like don't even know that I'm just in deep conversation with talking about things. It's it's been amazing and it's been so much fun to share. It is such a fun connector. So check him out on at Bryce Thrillston. Is that, that what is you correct? P H yep. R I L L S O N or just one L? You got it. Two L's. Two L's. Awesome. So yeah, you can follow Bryce, connect with him, and especially share if you've taken anything away from this conversation that will help you step into more creativity. And adventure. Um, I'm sure Bryce would love to hear from you, and I would as well. So feel free to connect with us. Let us know you're listening. Before we close out today's episode, Bryce, I, I've been asking this question as a thank you for being on my show. A gift back to you is to ask if there's anything going on in life or business or something you're working through or even just want support on that I can support you through. Hmm. I I think this is the best part for me. I'm like I've been looking forward to this the whole show. Go so for it. My I think what I this has been a constant a constant struggle for me, a constant area for development. But developing connections in a world, or at least the bubble I'm in now, where there is so much of the Pay me for my work, and for me, I I am I want to 
be able to generate genuine connections with like-minded people in order to, to help enhance each other without having to feel like, ah, the sales cycle. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, genuine connection. I love that that's your, your question, but also because you're of a generation where everything initiates generally technically or, um, requires technology to connect. And then the art of actually connecting got lost, (laughs) like a true deep connection. And, and what I know my listeners has got have gotten out of listening to you and how you shared today is that you're you're someone that likes to go intimate and deep when it comes to connections. It's not about what you do, it's about who you are. And I think if that is how you value your time as well as your connections, you first are uh, need to introduce that value system as how people are re- um, qualified to connect with you. So for you to be able to say, um, I am looking to build deep connections with this type of expertise or someone who has this type of adventure they've gone on or where you're kind of creating the guidelines of what it means to connect with you might filter out some of that noise. And if And from that, because like my whole business and everything I do has been based on my relational connections. It's very rare that I've received anything from like a cold lead, for example, right? But my relationships are not... It's not the first thing I go into when I meet somebody. <laughs> I go into yeah. it with who are you and what are you about? And I want to learn about you. And then um, they're learning about me. Generally, something comes up over time, like after I've invested in that relationship on a way that I can serve them. If that even comes up, and if it doesn't, I at least learned enough about them to refer them to someone else. Yeah. So part of the filtering, it sounds like, like if you're constantly getting approached by people, and then it ends up being like more of a sales funnel versus connection, is for you to set the boundaries of what it means to connect with you, and then and then hold that. And if you're not finding that arena to play within, what I would suggest is creating it. You know, create the network of deep connections that you're looking for, and also the way people can um, connect with each other based on your network um, that you feel would adhere to the value system you're talking about and play in that arena as you build it up. I like that a lot. And I realized as you went through that, that I could not have asked that question to a better person. Like that's the, one of the things I admire so deeply about you is your ability to just connect with everybody and truly come from like a place of service with, with every conversation you have. Yeah. You're the same so, way. You know, like it, it just, I'm, I'm a few years ahead yeah. <laughs> in practice, man. <laughs> practice, but yes. soul wise, Soul-wise, we're the same. That's why we connect well too. And that's why you're looking for... Because I'm like you where I like to get... I like small, like a meaning small group and go deep because that means more to me. Like I love that exchange of truly knowing somebody and feeling like uh, if I if I have the opportunity to share them with someone else, like that is such a gift in my opinion. Yeah. yeah I think I'm with you. I have a tough time with, with the surface level. And I, I think the idea of 
being more transparent, like you said, and like being forward and hey, this is this is kind of what I'm looking for. Maybe yeah. it's as simple as saying, I don't want to be surface level with anybody. I like to get deep and I like to get intimate and I want to get to know you. And that yeah. might scare a couple people off. They might run away, but yeah, it'll scare the right better. people and invite the right people in. <laughs> when you're when you're like that, you know, like I can I can quickly filter the surface based people out and it's like a quick bless and release situation and so that I can spend my time with the people who are willing to go deep. You know, like and and deep doesn't mean, you know, it has to be like oh, I'm going to share all my pain with you. Deep <laughs> deep is about is about truly knowing and seeing that person, asking the question. I think it's also about the questions you ask too. It's like what are you what are you what's going on for you right now that you're struggling with or that um you might need some help with? Because you you specifically are someone who loves to ideate and come up with new problem-solving ideas. That is a huge gift and a great way to connect because you're listening to someone with what's going on with them right now and you're providing a space to offer a service, right? Of of giving them possible solutions and helping them through it. Yeah. I like that a lot. Thank you yeah. for that, Kareen. Oh my gosh. Thank you for asking. It's, it's such a pleasure connecting with you as always. And I know um, we could talk forever, but my listeners, you know, have an attention span that is much shorter. <laughs> <laughs> so, so until the next episode, thank you for listening. And Bryce, thank you for being on today's show. I can't wait to um, see you in the next episode. Wasn't that such a great episode? I know you got amazing takeaways from that. What I would love for you to do for me, if you can help me extend my reach, is go ahead and subscribe to the show so you get the latest notification and listen before anyone else. Also, if you could go ahead and post your review, your five-star review will help me get other people interested in this conversation and extend my reach of impact. Most of all, I would love for you to share this with your community. It means so much to me to have you as a listener and I would love to connect with you. So if you have any questions you would like me to answer on this show, go ahead and email hello at kareenwalsh.com and my team will make sure that I get your questions so we can get them answered on the show for you. Thank you so much for listening today and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank <laughs> you.